Greetings, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Basketball Rules Expert Live. Crazy scenario this morning, internet troubles, all the things that could have happened this morning happened. That is live streaming life. Man, it is, uh, it's crazy. It really is. So this is going to take some getting used to. Greetings, everybody. My name is Greg Austin with abetterofficial.com. We are working into a live streaming schedule coming to you every Wednesday, every Friday for the Basketball Rules Expert Live. So let's take a look at what we've got. Our upcoming schedule. Five Play Fridays Live. Going live this Friday. Super excited about that. Let's look at plays. And in addition, every Wednesday, Basketball Rules Expert is live. 7 a.m. This morning at 7 a.m., my upload speed on the internets was virtually zero. That's a challenge. Kyle Franklin in the house much appreciated and much love. That is awesome. Thank you so much. All right. So we're going to get started with the show. We're late. We have an internet connection. We're going to go. So thanks for joining us. Give me one second here. Let's first just take a quick moment and review last week's live stream. That that is how it goes, man. That is how it goes. Awesome. I'm going to turn these off, and we are poised and ready to go with Basketball Rules Expert Live. Again, there's a lot of challenges. Give me just a second. There's a lot of challenges with doing a live stream. It's brand new experience, right? So just like we were talking about last week before we were so rudely interrupted, my approach is to say, well, okay, how would you, if you were a brand new official, how would you jump into officiating basketball, right? You have some training, right? But the gate, you get in the game and it comes at you fast and stuff happens that you don't know how to deal with, etc. Hopefully you have a good partner. I'm working solo. You can get in position. You can be Confident and project strength, like I'm the best live streamer you ever saw, <laughs> right? And just work forward, and it's an iterative process. This game, it happened. It was a blur, right? That was last week. We had a technical difficulty. This week, more of the same, but a little bit better. And now we have a live stream. We are making it happen. My internet speed does not seem great, but we're going to move forward. So we're going to look at plays today, and we're going to do that by saying, first, let's start the show. (music) 
Greetings, everybody. We are back in the studio for another episode of the Basketball Rules Expert, the YouTube show where we take National Federation of High School rules, we lift them off the printed page, we breathe life into them, simplify, clarify, amplify, so that you can take them with you onto the basketball court. Greetings again, everybody. My name is Greg Austin with abetterofficial.com. I've been a high school basketball official for quite some time, and I consider myself to be a basketball rules expert. This show is all about helping you on your journey to becoming a basketball rules expert as well. Before we get started, have to give a shout out to our fabulous show supporters. Joseph Janko, Joseph Caruso, Carl Gregory, Troy Schmitz, and mega supporter Adam Fulmore. Much appreciated and much love. If you want to support the show, you can always buy us a coffee. There's a link in the show notes. All right. Today, we're going to have a little potpourri, a little mixed bag of action. Let's get started with our very first play scenario. A1 is fouled by B1 during rebounding action. The players then go face-to-face and a double technical is called. The original foul by B1 was the 10th team foul on Team B. The officials report all fouls and then resume the game with two free throws by A1 with players filling marked lane spaces. Were the officials correct? Yes or no? Right? Pretty simple scenario. We have a foul. During rebounding action, team is in the bonus. They have 10 team fouls, so we're going to shoot two for the foul. But after the play, during the dead ball period, two players engage and are assessed technical fouls, double technical. What is the correct procedure? Our key takeaway in plays like this, anybody have anything on this? Right, you have a double technical following a foul that will be free throws will be awarded. Interesting. So the key here is double, double technical, double foul, right? Always goes to point of interruption. There are no free throws shot. All right, we're moving forward. There are no free throws to be attempted anytime there is a double foul or a double technical, right? 
we're going to go to the point of interruption. What was the point of interruption? Player was just fouled and should be awarded two bonus free throws. So, in this instance, the officials ruled that we're going to resume the game with those two free throws. Were the officials correct? Yes. Yes, they were. All right, moving on. A1 is attempting the first free throw of a one-and-one. After the release of the free throw, B1 crosses the free throw line prior to the ball contacting the ring and displaces A1. The free throw is unsuccessful. The officials rule both a violation and a foul on B1. The lane is cleared and replacement free throws are awarded to A1. The lane is then filled, and A1 is awarded bonus free throws for the displacement foul. Okay, so... These kind of plays can be challenging. First of all, first of all is when we... Were the officials correct? Yes or no? All right, these plays can be challenging. First off, we're officiating free throws. If it's multiple free throws, especially, there's only one player playing basketball. Everybody else is standing around. We are at risk of taking a little me time and disconnecting from the game and not paying attention. Fantastic. Glad to hear that, Caleb. Glad to hear that. That's awesome. Lewiston, right? Idaho, baby. Right on. Okay. So we have a player who violates. B2 in a marked lane space violates by crossing the free throw line before the ball contacts the ring. That is a delayed violation by rule. After the violation, they commit a displacement foul on the thrower. This was a point of emphasis in the National Federation of High School over the past several seasons or a few seasons ago and continues to be something we have to be aware of. So we have a delayed violation. The free throw was unsuccessful. We are going to enforce the violation. And then we have a foul that is going to lead to bonus free throws in and of itself. So what we have to do is say, first of all, the thrower is going to get a replacement throw since there was a delayed violation and they missed. So if it was the first of two or the first of one and one or either of those scenarios, we are going to clear the lane and allow them to complete their bonus free throws from the original foul. And then after that, we're going to have to take care of the subsequent foul, the displacement foul on the thrower. So we're going to complete the free throw activity with the lane cleared for the original foul. And then we're going to fill the lane and resume the game with the bonus free throws for the displacement foul. So in this scenario, this play scenario coming in from Jason Hayes, uh, last show, 
super chat. Thank you, Jason. Much appreciated and much love. These kind of plays are really challenging for two reasons. One is nobody knows what the heck is going on. So we're going to have to be super communicative, right? And let, you know, our scorekeeper may be confused. Our coaches may be confused. Our players may be confused. Hopefully not, but our partner may be confused, right? So we, what we're going to do is slow down, just block and tackle, doing this, then we're doing this, then we're doing this, right? Simple and straightforward. So in this instance, were the officials correct? Yes. Yes, they were. All right, moving on. We screwed that one up. All right. We're going back. Here we go. With eight minutes to go prior to the game, Team B changes a team member's number in the book. Five minutes later, with three minutes remaining, Team A does the same. The officials rule an administrative foul on both teams, and they will be penalized in the order of occurrence. Two free throws by Team A, followed by two free throws for Team B. Were the officials correct? Yes or no? I'm going to do that. So, prior to the game, we have an administrative situation by occurring for both Team A and Team B, and they happen at different times during the time leading up to the game. We know that in National Federation of High School Basketball rules, we penalize things in the order of occurrence, and these occurred at separate times. In this instance, it's a unique scenario. NFHS says, look, right? Because it occurred during that pregame period, we're going to treat it as being simultaneous or at the same time. So in this one instance, those are to be treated as a double tactical foul. And as we learned in our first play today, a double tactical or double foul goes to the point of interruption, right? The point of interruption in this instance is how would we start the game normally? We're going to start the game with a jump ball. And that's what we should have done in this scenario. So, were the officials correct? No. No, they were not. A1 scores a goal to give... Team A, a two-point lead with just seconds remaining. A11, A12, A13, and A14, believing the game to be over, run onto the court to congratulate A1, despite there being three seconds remaining. The officials assess bench technical fouls on all four team members and four indirect tacticals 
to the head coach. Were the officials correct? Yes or no? Okay, so you can imagine this scenario. Uh, early celebration by the bench. Multiple players, could be two, could be three, could be four, could be eight, run onto the court, delay the game. How do we handle that situation? Is it on the player? Is it on the team? Etc. In this instance, NFHS says when multiple players commit an infraction, let's say multiple players are standing in the bench area and uh, will not remain seated, the officials give a warning and the players still remain standing, a team technical for the multiple infractions is applied in this instance. They may no longer participate in the game. They are not allowed to shoot a free throw, even though it was a merited free throw for them. They have taken away that opportunity by becoming disqualified for whatever reason. Let's say it was a flagrant technical and they had no previous fouls, or it was their fifth. So immediately we begin disqualification procedure. Now, who shoots the free throw? The substitute for the player shoots the free throw. Same scenario, hard foul, player is injured. Coach doesn't want to take a timeout to have the keep the player in the game. Who would shoot the subsequent free throw? The substitute for the player. Always in that instance. So in this instance, the officials ruled that A1 is allowed to attempt. Were the officials correct? No. No, they were not. A1 gets the ball in the post, drives to the basket, and is fouled by B1. The ball goes in. A1 then taunts B1 and is assessed a tactical foul. After A1 makes their free throw and before the free throws for the tactical are attempted, the table informs the official that the technical foul by A1 was his fifth foul. The officials rule that A1 is disqualified and their free throw is canceled. They inform the coach and have A1 substitute reattempt the free throw. Then the free throws for the technical are attempted and the game resumes with a division line throw-in. Crazy scenario, were the officials correct? Yes or no? Wow, so similar play. Similar, but not the same. A1 goes to the basket and is fouled. Ball goes in, they are due a merited free throw. During the dead ball period, they are assessed with a tactical foul. So we're going to clear the lane, and A1 will attempt their free throw, their merited free throw, and then we will go to the other end and shoot two free throws for the tactical foul and resume with a division line throw-in. All is well and good. (laughs) Y4 Steve says, yes, correct. I assume correct call. We'll see.
So we had a merited free throw that was attempted by A1. Then at that point, the officials are informed, actually, ref, hey, ref, that was five on A1. What do we do? What do we do? Right? This can be a challenging situation. If we know some basic fundamental concepts, they can guide us through sticky situations. In the case of a disqualified player, when does the, when does the player become disqualified? We know that. Coach, that A1 has five fouls. At that moment of information being passed, relayed to the head coach, that is the moment that the player becomes disqualified by rule. Up until that point, they are not. So in this instance, when the player attempted his merited free throw, had the, had the head coach been informed? No. So the player had not been disqualified. Let's say... Take the, uh, let's say we, uh, the player A1 shoots, makes their free throw. We shoot the technical foul free throws. The game goes on. Game goes on for about five minutes, right? A1 gets another foul. And the, t- the bench says, uh, ref, ref, come here. Actually, that's, that's the sixth foul on A1. They actually had that technical foul you gave. I, I made a mistake and I didn't let you know, but that was actually their fifth foul. In the couple of minutes, maybe A1 has scored, you know, four points, right? Has done things. The game has proceeded with A1 in the game. Then what do we do, right? Here's your fundamental takeaway. Until a player, the coach has been notified, until that event, that player has not been disqualified, even though they should have been. Any points scored or anything that they were involved in is part of the game. It's just part of the game, right? We're not going to take points off the board, etc. Related to that player, they should have been disqualified, but they had not yet become disqualified by rule. So if we look at our play scenario here, the, the officials take the point that A1 scored off the board, and that is incorrect. Until the player is disqualified, we are going to count all of their activity. When we discover, actually, coach A1 is disqualified. They have five fouls. I need a substitute. The substitute comes in the game. Those point, the point that he just scored, A1 just scored, will stand. It's part of the game. We're not going to take that back. So what are our fundamental concepts? Understanding when a player is disqualified. Coach, that player has five, right? So even in scenarios where the coach knows, uh, you know, Johnny, A1, he got his, that's his fifth. Let's get a subs. We know what's going to happen next. Even that in that instance, it's always great to cross our T's and dot our I's and say, coach, that player has been disqualified with five fouls, even, even if the coach already knows because that's the magic moment when they officially become disqualified, right? The other fundamental concept is if a player should have been disqualified but was not, all of the activity will stand. 
If they score points in the game, points stand, right? So that's the situation. So in this instance where the officials took a point off the board, were the officials correct? No. No, they were not. A1 gets the ball in the post, drives to the basket, and is fouled by B1. The ball goes in. A then, A1 then taunts B1. Did I? All right. Female has the ball in the front court. A2 and A3 set a screen near the end line. A1 run, A runs out of bounds around the screening players and receives a pass on the other side. The officials rule a player technical foul on A1. Were the officials correct? Yes or no? This play sounds very familiar. We've got a player running around screening players, out of bounds, goes to the other side, receives an open pass. Hey, Wesley, good to hear from you. Fantastic. This sounds really familiar. Well, player technical, this sounds right. Let's think about the throw-in scenario. Player is a thrower on the end line. They release a throw-in pass to a teammate. Two teammates set a double screen. They run in the out-of-bounds area, fail to return to the court, appear on the other side, ball is swung, they are wide open for a three-point shot, player technical by rule, right? So this is sort of in our brain. But in this instance, even though a similar thing happened, this is not a player technical. This is a violation for leaving the court. During live ball play, team sets uh, screeners, Right, And we're running a play where we can run around them and get open, but the player runs out of bounds. The screeners are so near the end line that the defensive player has no room to get by, appear on the other side, receive the pass. This is a violation by rule and not a technical foul. So in this instance, were the officials correct? No. No, they were not. All right. Okay, I am going back. All right, now. <laughs> oh, we are having fun. This is challenging. I'll tell you, it's challenging. All right, thanks for sticking around to the end of the video. Well, th so for my live stream viewers, of which there probably are not many, let's see. Oh, interesting. We have a few. We have a few. All right. For my live stream viewers, let me do the end of the show for the recorded version, and then we'll be back in just a second. Hey, thanks for sticking around to the end of the, end of the video. Much appreciated. But before we go, I'd like to thank our show supporters, Joseph Janko, Joseph Caruso, Carl Gregory, Troy Schmidt, and Adam Fulmore. 
mega supporter, Adam Fulmore. Much appreciated and much love. If you want to support the show, you can always buy us a coffee at abetterofficial.com slash coffee. All right. Additional video content is available for you. We'll see you in the very next video. Take care. All right. This is fun. This is really challenging for me, uh, but it's really fun. And uh, I'm, you know, we're going to, like I say, it's an iterative process. We'll get better. We'll get better. We'll get better. So before we wrap it up, I have to give a shout out. to our fantastic supporters, Kyle Franklin with the Super Chat. Much appreciated and much love. Kyle, I know it was frustrating. I appreciate it. We're going to get better each and every time. I'm going to resolve my internet issues, and we're good to go soon. Wesley, thank you for the feedback. Steve. Idaho in the house, Caleb, fantastic. All right. So all I can say is, just a second. I'm going to close that. Right. Let's review. Basketball rules expert every Wednesday, 7 a.m. And starting Friday in just a couple of days. I got it. I got it. Five play Friday live this Friday, 7 a.m. Boy, it's going to go so much smoother. <laughs> I'm so optimistic for the future. Uh, you could say, Greg, you shouldn't be optimistic. <laughs> All right. So with that, I am going to wrap things up. I really appreciate people uh, fighting through all the technological issues. We'll get this better. We'll get a community going here at the Basketball Rules Expert Live. I'm going to say adieu. Peace out. Take care.